Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Advisors Will See You Now. If you are just joining us now, you are joining us on our international series where we discuss everything in terms of studying abroad or working abroad. And this week, we are having our Relevant Ramble. So Relevant Ramble is essentially me and Kiki rambling about something that is related to our topic or something overall uh, related to higher education. This week, we decided to discuss our study abroad experiences. So with that, I'm going to let Kiki launch us off with her study abroad experience in Costa Rica. So go for it, Kiki. Okay, thank you for having me on the podcast. Not playing. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so I, yeah, as Kimmy mentioned, I studied abroad in Costa Rica and that was the January before I graduated. So at Elon, we have like a winter term, which is really, it's a really awesome, um, it's a really awesome idea or like concept, I should say, because it's like just one month or like three and a half weeks. You either take a class on campus and it's like one class for three hours a day. So you get like, you got to get a little bit of a break in the semester or a lot of students, because Elon's really big on studying abroad. A lot of students get to study abroad or choose to study abroad for that month period. And so, yeah, like I said, the senior, my, I guess, spring semester or winter term of our, my senior year, I went to Costa Rica and I decided on that. It was really pretty simple decision. I was a Spanish minor at Elon and I knew I had to fulfill one more credit or one more requirement to fulfill the minor. I asked somebody in the department, I was like, can a study abroad experience fulfill that course requirement and they're like oh yeah sure because it's three weeks so basically i'm getting like an immersion i'm doing like literature i'm basically in a class for three and a half weeks choosing the program i think was easy for a number of reasons you get a list of where study i think you get a list of the winter term study abroad options mm -hmm. i thought like that was the only spanish-speaking one costa rica i think so from what i recall back in the day yeah i don't know i feel like there was some others, I think, in Europe. Yeah, in I, I want to yeah. say like Spain, maybe, but I don't remember Spain being during winter term. So it's possible it wasn't. If it was, Costa Rica was also the least expensive trip that they offered. And I had a, I had a scholarship. So if you, if you remember when Kylan was on here, he talked about Watson Odyssey. We got a stipend. And my stipend, I think it was like $4,000 maybe. And the trip was like less then $4,000, right under $4,000. So I knew it was going to cover everything. The program, it covered the trip, I think, to like the plane tickets there. So that was like, for me, it was like kind of easy decision of where I was going because I knew in my head, like I said, have one class to finish this. I want to go to a Spanish speaking country. That's why I chose Costa Rica. Like what was like, was there any, what did you enjoy most? Did you find like any kind of culture shock or anything? I guess something unique about this program from the other ones as well, why I chose it, it was because it's a homestay. That was probably my favorite part was getting to stay with the host family. My family that I stayed with, they had like a really cute house. Um, like a, I think it was like a two-story house. And it was the mom, the dad, two sisters, a brother. And then one of the daughters had her daughter. So it was like a pretty big family. I think that was probably my favorite, like I said, my favorite part um, of the trip was just getting to like be with them. I remember yeah. the first day of, and actually some of the other like people I went on the trip with were in my neighborhood too. So like we didn't like hang out a whole lot, but like we would, well, we hung out, I, I shouldn't say that. We hung out all day, basically. We were with the, with, you're with your classmates all day. 
but we would like walk to the bus stop together. The first couple of days, I think we took the bus and we're like, let's just walk. Like, let's get, let's get up early. It was like maybe a 20 minute walk to the school that we would go to. I do remember the first day, like all of our moms took us to the bus stop. They're like, do you have your money? And he like gave us like coins and rode the bus with us to the school. Like four of us, four of us, I think. And that was like, it was just like really sweet. But they asked you like, what do you want to eat? So they made stuff that I liked and I'm pretty open to eating anything. And I wouldn't say their food is like different. I, I grew up on like West Indian food and Puerto Rican food. So it wasn't anything yes. different to me. Like we could go to a restaurant and get, so besides the homestay, the food, like you could go to a restaurant and get a big plate of food, like plantains and rice and beans, a meat, a drink, and it would be $7. Like you're eating a really big meal for little, little money. And just like walking down the street, they had smoothie places and like juice places. They had chickens like on the rotisserie, you know, you could eat. So I just felt like the whole, the whole just culture of it, it wasn't I don't know, too I'm, big I was of a like, shift. Yeah, it wasn't too big of a shift, honestly. Like it was more, I guess, like it was tropical. So it looked like I'm trying to compare somewhere. I don't know. I don't know what it felt like, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. Like they had a something similar to like a Walmart. It's called Mas Pormenos, was like the grocery store. But I would say, honestly, we had everything we needed, like with our host families. When you packed your bags, like when you travel, like we didn't really have to go shopping unless you wanted snacks and stuff. But I did like to, so every, every weekend, so I guess we were there for three weekends maybe, but every weekend we went to a different province of Costa Rica, a province or two. Um, I think there's seven, I can't remember in total, but we, so we stayed in San Jose, that's where our, our host families were. We went to school every day. So we, they like basically assessed you like your Spanish level. And if you were like beginner, you did the beginner class. There was like an intermediate I was in the advanced class, so we did more literature stuff. It wasn't like, just like did like, it was more, it was more like I said, literature, like reading and everything was in Spanish. So like the beginning levels, they got to speak English, but I thought it was really cool. Ours was only in Spanish, like the whole entire time. But, um, so that was like during the week. And of course we'd like do things in San Jose during the week. But yeah, then on weekends we'd like get on a bus and travel somewhere. So it was either like the beach, we went to... The rainforest. We went to like a cloud forest. We just did a lot. We we went ziplining. We just did. I can't even like. I couldn't even tell you all in the fifteen minutes like what we did because it was just a really great experience. It was it was a lot of fun and just getting to meet the people on my trip. I think we all got along really well for the most part. Um, How long was your experience so, again? I think it was three. It was three and a half weeks. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, it was a long time. It was a lot, but yeah, you asked about culture shock. I don't think there was any culture shock. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Like literally, can't think of anything that I was like not expecting this. And if there was, I just can't remember it. The only thing I do remember, um, this was like the worst experience I had. And you're gonna be like, it's not even that bad. I remember I got to my. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make it sound dramatic, but I got to my room one night like after you know school, blah blah blah. Like got to my room. I remember I was FaceTiming. Like, you know, I came home. We would like watch TV with the family. I would sit down and watch TV with them. It's this show called, I think it was Sabado Gigante. Sabado Gigante. It's like a game show. We would, like mm-hmm. sit down and watch that. We had dinner. And then I like went to my room. And I remember I was FaceTiming Jess. 
for like two hours. Like I was on my bed, like FaceTiming her for two hours. And I'm, you know, we finish up. It's probably like 11 o'clock at night. The house is quiet. Like I was probably the only one that was really up. And I went to get in the bed and there was a lizard in the bed. Like he had been there. <laughs> See, I told you it was dramatic. It was like, it's like nothing, but I was gonna make it dramatic. But I like pulled the covers back and it was, it was like a small lizard. But there should not be a lizard in my bed. You said, and uh, just, what's up? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wanted to scream, but it, the house was like quiet. There was, nobody was awake. And so I was like, I just stood there looking at it. I don't like bugs. I don't like insects. I don't, what's insect? I don't like reptiles. I don't do lizards. I remember we saw like somewhere we were too, we saw like a huge iguana, but they just like walk around. They're nasty. So this lizard did not need to be in my bed. I just stood, I just stood there for like ten minutes, like staring at it. I didn't know what to do. Did it move I didn't want to like looking at it or no. It just stayed there. Probably was looking at you like Ann. Right. You do? Like get yeah, in like, here, girl. Get in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> like put the covers back, please. So I like I said, everybody was asleep, so I couldn't wake anybody up. I felt bad waking somebody up. <clears throat> so I found a broom. I went like went to the kitchen. I found a broom and like got it out. Like opened the door and like got it out. But it took me like. I had to really mentally prepare myself. And it wasn't even that bad. It's a lizard. I know. But ugh, they're just so, they're just, the way they squirm, blah. So I told my host mom the next morning and she was like, oh, it's just a garden lizard. And I was like, oh, she just said it so like nonchalant. I was like, it was in my bed. And she was like, oh, that's okay. She's like, that's um, fine. He was chilling with us, drinking coffee this morning. It was fine. Yeah, you exactly. You don't know Petey. You don't know Pablo. <laughs> basically. Basically. She was like really chill about it. So. Yeah, that was like probably the scariest thing. But um no, I guess I, I can't even I can't even share everything. Like it's not even enough time. It was just like a great experience. Like weather was beautiful. Um the activities we did, like the, it's, a, it's a really well organized trip. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was it was really fun like having to use the language. Like I've always been learning Spanish. But this was like my first, and I, I was, you know, go to, you know, I, I did like IB Spanish and everything like that in high school. But this is like my first real immersion into the language. Um, I'm very rusty now. I don't use it. But I feel like I had to like, you're forced to use it. learn it. But I do feel like the last like day, my, my host mom was like, I feel like she spoke English because she was talking to me. And I was like, you knew English this whole time. But again, like that's their, I'm sure when they, I'm sure when they host, when they're like signing up to host somebody, they tell they probably tell them like, you know, this is for them to get immersed into the culture, make them speak Spanish. So yeah, I appreciated that. I, I got to go to church with them one night. Um, and the, of course the whole thing was in Spanish. So I, I remember like being like, oh, okay, I kind of know what's going on. So yeah, it was, it was great. It was really, it was really fun. Like it's something I always will remember. And Costa Rica is a beautiful place and it's very inexpensive. Like I came back, my mom something with like, I don't remember how, she's like, not even a lot, that much money. And I feel like I came back with still like a couple hundred dollars. So I tried something with 500 bucks to do stuff. Wow. And I came back with like a couple hundred because I didn't really have to use. And I have my, I had some of my own money too, but it's really like getting, you know, souvenirs. Like I said, eating is really inexpensive. The only, you know, touristy places, of course, were pricey, but right. yeah, beautiful experience. I guess like the takeaway from it, which is like being open to just being open. I mean, it's like very generic, but just like, being open to a new experience because a lot of study abroads you go well i don't know a lot of i'll say for elon a lot of the winter term ones it's like you're staying in a hotel every night right a couple of nights and um you get to meet people but you're not like 
living in someone's house. Like I said, that was one of the only hosts. I feel like that was one of very few homestays. And that made me very, like, I'm always nervous meeting new people. I'm like staying in someone's house. But I felt right. like from that experience, it was just like to be open to new things, especially things that may be a one in a lifetime experience. But I don't know how many people get to, I know, I know it's common to do like foreign exchange, but I don't know how often you, I, I would, for me, just be like, oh, I'm staying in someone's house, getting to meet their family. And they're, you know, calling me part of their family. I'm like, we got to go to, I think it was the dad's like sister's house for like celebrating three Kings and stuff like that. So getting to like, not only stay with the host family, but being in their community too. Yeah. Was just open, you know, just being open to new things. Um, which I, I, I try that. to just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. I just love that so much. I, I'm really happy that you're sharing your homestead experience because I know for myself, like I didn't get a chance to study abroad in like high school or in college. Mm -hmm. But I remember when I was looking at programs, I saw that there were some homestays and I was nervous because of what you just said. I'm in someone else's home. You know what I mean? And I'm far away from home. So I was Mm -hmm. like, eh, I was kind of deterred from it. But now that I'm older, I wish that I did look into more programming like that because you are actually being you're becoming part of the community itself. You're not, mm-hmm. it's, it's foresty. It's more authentic and you have a better perspective of how things operate to be someone in that society. Mm-hmm. So I would, I would just challenge people that are listening to this podcast and trying to decide if they want to do like a homestead program to still consider that, you know, and obviously I assume that these families are vetted. They're not just out here saying you want to host somebody, you yeah, know, of course. Mm-hmm. um, but I think that's awesome. I remember even when I was in middle school, one of my friends, shout out to Alyssa. I don't know if you're listening to this, but she was my friend from back <laughs> in the day. She had a host student from Germany and she stayed the whole, she was in high school there in, in mm. the United States. Mm. And it was very interesting because she was 16 at the time and she could drink, <laughs> you know, in mm-hmm. Europe, but here she couldn't. So right. it was it's very interesting. Some of the different cultural differences that don't carry over, you know, mm. But she had a yeah. great experience being in the yeah. U.S. for just like a semester. Like that's amazing. I wouldn't have thought to do something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, I feel like it's not something that we are often like in high school. They have programs, but they cost a lot of money, mm-hmm. and so you have to. Like I know I, I'll never forget. I was supposed to go to France with my church, and I just like didn't raise. I'm like terrible at asking for money or like raising money, and I couldn't go. I, I remember getting a phone call. They're like, "You didn't raise enough money, so you can't go." And I just like cried. But I knew I knew what I did not mm-hmm. do. I didn't I didn't raise the money, so it was like it's on you. But yeah, in, in high school they tend to be like very pricey. But yeah. you know, I guess they still. I, I'm sure they have scholarships for high school students. I don't know, and I, I never looked into that. But again, for college, like they definitely there's a lot more opportunity. I feel like for students to study abroad and they can get scholarships or funding for it. Um, so I I feel like if anyone has opportunity to go, like just do it. Because you may not ever get that. Like, you can always travel, but studying abroad is like a very unique experience because you're, yeah, it's like an immersion program. Um, and I would say, too, I feel like Abby mentioned it when she was on here, like just opening, being open to the cultural differences, like you just kind of mentioned, Kimmy. Um, so, like I said, there wasn't like too much, but like going to someone's house and like they didn't always have, well, I feel like my house did, but they warned, they kind of warned us, like they may not always have hot water when you take a shower. Or you know you're having to share bathroom with like all the people that you are you are you know you're just meeting, but like just the cultural differences, like being open to that, respecting the culture, I think is what I'm more getting at. We have our American way of life here, and there may be other places that have similar 
lifestyles. But when you go to a whole other country, you don't know until you really get there or do your research. So I feel like being open to new experiences also means being open to their differences as well and respecting those differences. So yeah, I guess those are my takeaways, but yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, yeah. So I I did not do a study abroad program. I always had this big idea in like before I went to college, I wanted to study abroad. Um, but then at one point financially I wasn't able to. That was like the recession hit and I'm not going to go too much about into my personal business, but it was like that wasn't really um, an option. Um, and I really didn't know too, too much about availability for scholarship wise. I wish I had known back then to really start searching, but I, I didn't really even know where to start. So that's why back to our podcast, search out there, guys, it's out there, look for some <laughs> niches Go out there. Don't be like me search. Anyway, I also wanted to do like the, what's that study abroad program where it's a semester at sea. I thought that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I, I, that was like the big one I, I honestly wanted to shoot for, but I didn't get a chance to study abroad then. But fast forward to after I got out of high school, I have traveled a lot, not study wise, but just studied for different experiences. So I have been to, where have I been? Um, I've been to, <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty mama. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I went to Bermuda, I went to the Bahamas, St. Martin. I went to DR when I was younger, Dominican Republic. I went to Mexico. I went to Paris. My husband had to work in Paris for a week, and I was like, well, I guess I'm coming too. So She had to, she had to go. So yes. I'm like, well, I guess I got to come too, babe. <laughs> uh, I, can, I can check some things for you if you need. I got you. I got you. Um, <laughs> I went on that one. and But I, I'll share my experience of when I went to Lagos, Nigeria. So for those of you who don't know, um, my father's Nigerian, so I'm half Nigerian. Yoruba. Okay. So what ended up happening was, um, unfortunately, in 2017, my grandmother ended up passing, and um, I think it was around like November. So my dad, um, he was living back home in Nigeria at that time, and he was planning, they call it like a, um, what's it called? Kind of um, a going home ceremony celebration of life kind of thing Mm -hmm. and it was going to be in february of 2018 so my husband and i we ended up going in february the initial thought was we were going to stay there for a week in like a half ish and then i'll tell you about the sticky situation that happened at the end of this experience (laughs) which i wish on nobody but i'll tell you that at the end but we ended up going to lagos nigeria and it was great. Like it was me and my husband joke around and say it was like a crash course of being in Lagos because we were there like right in the city. And then for the um, going um, home ceremony, we were there in the rural parts. So we got to see two different sides mm-hmm. of, of Lagos, which was amazing because mm-hmm. in, in like a, a week and a half, usually people, if they want to go home to visit Nigeria, they'll stay for at least a month. And this was my first time going. So this was a big deal for me because I've never, I never had to have my, I never had boots to the ground. So I was excited to see like where my dad grew up because my father was in Nigeria since he was born. And then he came over to the States around like college age. And then he stayed in the States. And then after I graduated college, he's like, well, I'm going back home. I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> so, so yeah, so it was just really interesting for me to go for the first time. I, and it was crazy because there was plans for me to go to Nigeria, like, 
um, before this, but it never ended up falling through. So this is my first time being there. Man, oh man, it was hot. There's a lot of people in the city. It's definitely a high populated city. I was humbled by the fact of traffic in the States is, is really not traffic compared to traffic in Lagos. Let me tell you what I tell you. I was humbled. I was like, Lord, I will never complain again about traffic because traffic is <laughs> something else in Lagos, man. And then there's just so many different people, so many different languages in, in, in Nigeria too. Mm-hmm. But the common one is English because there's so many different languages from different tribes. You for our the going home ceremony. So we stayed in the city for like two days and then we ended up taking a domestic flight to was it Owa? It was like a rural part of Lagos. It was there that I saw like a whole bunch of my family and I was leaning into a lot of the cultural traditions of like the home uh, going away ceremony, like home going ceremony. Mm-hmm. So we went to like one place. This is where all of the leaders, um, if you want to call them, I want to get the specific words right. I mean, backpedaling here, I guess it would make sense for me to also mention like my family has has royalty. So my grandpa was actually a king. So there is cultural traditions in here and also like other traditions in here as well. So we went to one place where all the chiefs end up meeting. Um, we do some kind of ceremony stuff here. Mind you, there was like things leading up to this whole homegoing ceremony. My dad was like, yeah, the other day we did this and the other day we did this and my brother did this. I was like, holy smokes, this is a lot. Like it's, Mm. it's a really, really, but it was great just being able to see all the cultural traditions, all the family traditions of of what happens for the home going away ceremony, going to eat at after one place, you're going to another place, you're changing your clothing, you're like, for this event, you're going to wear this kind of outfit, you're going to wear this, like traditional clothing, like Ankara and all this other thing. I'll have to put pictures up on Instagram so people can see. Mm-hmm. But it, it was just a, a lot, a lot. So it was just kind of taking in all of that information, like at one time and just seeing like my culture Boots to the ground was an amazing experience for me. So I, I, I kind of understand why Kylan mentioned in another old episode, like why some students will look for study abroad programs that are based on their genealogy or like their culture. Because it does make a difference when you're actually there seeing things for yourself and like, this is who I am. You know, mm-hmm. this is where I come from. And then kind of fast forwarding to that, then after the a ceremony, we end up going back to the city part. I'm in Lagos and like staying at where my dad stays, you know, my uncle and just seeing like different, there's definitely different culture shocks there. So something, for instance, that is common in Nigeria is it's very common for people to have a housekeeper and a driver. Mm-hmm. And for me being in the U.S., I'm like, what? I'm like, you guys have that? But, but that is just something that's very common. Unfortunately, there's people that have a lot of money, and unfortunately, people that don't have money. I, there's mm-hmm. not really, you don't really, I don't, haven't seen too much of middle class going on, but that's just unfortunately how it is. It's very common for people to have drivers. I 110,000% understand why there's drivers because I couldn't do it. I'd be stressed gripping that wheel. Some people are driving too, too much for me. But yeah, and just being with my uncles and my family, going to like the mall out there and different strips and stuff like that, it was really cool and interesting to see. I think that was one of the biggest life-changing experiences for me. I'll definitely obviously have to go back again for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of family back there. I have a family spread out everywhere, but I definitely have a lot of family back in Nigeria too. So I'll definitely return again. The craziest part of this whole entire experience 
wasn't necessarily Nigeria. It was me going home. We traveled to the airport over this long strip. I wish I had all my information in front of me. We traveled on this very long, long strip. It's like, um, it's right over the water. It's like, it's a well-known strip. But anyway, because we were going from, I think from Lekki into, into into the city. It's like a very long strip. So we're in traffic for like a very, 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 very long time. Mind you, I'm with my aunt and she's with me and my husband. And she's like, yeah, like people sell everything out here. Because you do see people going in between cars selling items. And she was joking. She was like, people will probably even sell a dog out here. Like 20 minutes later, someone has a dog. <laughs> and then she said, look, and she rolled her window down. She brought the guy over with like pet the dog. She's like, no, we're good. Thank you. I was like, you are not lying. But I, it makes sense to sell things in traffic <laughs> because you're sitting there for such a long time. You need a water. You need some snacks. I was like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I think the funniest side conversation was we were in the car. We're listening to a radio station. And this guy's like, call our number one. We have you on the line. What you got to say? And then it was so okay. quiet. And then he goes, who is on the line? And we just started dying. And we just started dying. Well, number one, we have you on the line. What you got to say? <laughs> who is on the line? And we just started trolling. But anyway, our laughter turned to sorrow. Long story short, we ended up going to the airplane. It's, we have a late night flight. It's, it's like a red eye flight. So we're in Lagos. We're flying to Atlanta. And it's supposed to be a 12-hour shot uh, flight. Red eye, whole half day, eye, whatever you want to call it. We're all getting on the plane. Mm. And even crazy is my good friend from kindergarten, her dad is on the plane sitting right across from us. So crazy. So small world. So small world. I was like, that's was wild, like, yeah. Oh, hey. I was like, oh my gosh, how are you? Like, how random. So we're all sitting on the plane. I put on a movie. And this is before we, we're, we're just like chilling. We didn't even take off flight yet. I put on a movie and then we're coasting. And then the movie shuts off. And then my husband goes to the stewardess. He's like, Hey, is the movie going to come back on? Because it was off for like two minutes. She goes, honey, that's the last thing you got to worry about. And then me and him looked at each other like, why would she say that? <laughs> and, and when she said that, I put my like flip flops yeah. back on. I was like, why would she say that? And then we started noticing the body language of the stewardess walking back and forth. Like, like the energy shifted with them. And then someone was on the phone. And mind you, we're like coasting. Like We got off the ground. We're coasting. But it's not like we made the actual impact to go further in the air. It's like we're still coasting over land. So it's like, this is weird. This is not normal. Like, I've flown on my fair share of flights. This is not normal. The air stewardess, they sit down and they buckle themselves in. We're like, what the is going on? Then you hear over the speakers, hey, everybody, we have to turn around. Um, We are having some issues with the plane. We need to turn this flight around right now. When I tell you. That, fl- that plane was like turning around, but no one knew what the heck was going on. If you did not know Jesus, you knew Jesus then because someone was praying. And let me tell you, in Nigeria, like in Lagos, there's tons of languages. Someone just starts praying in the front of the plane. Everyone's like, mm-hmm. amen. Yeah. Geez. Like someone's praying. The whole plane starts praying because we're all just like, what the heck is going on? Whoa. Is it the brakes? Is it the this? Is there a, you know, your mind's going nuts. Is it a bomb? Is it going to be fire? Is it going to hurt? What is it? What is it? 
Right. Yeah. So we're praying. We're praying. You have one stewardess. This one guy. He's like trying to be remaining calm. He has like a southern accent. He's like, "Yes, Jesus, Hallelujah." <laughs> I'm like, "What is going on?" The plane finally hits the tarmac, and we're coasting, 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 coasting. You don't hear any brakes or anything. So we're just going, 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 going. So now you're kind of scared. You're like, is the plane going to crash into something? What's going on? The plane finally stops. So now you automatically think we're going to taxi back to the airport. No. It goes, all right, everybody, we got a cold yellow, cold yellow, cold yellow. And I was like, cold yellow? I take my bag and you hear some people go saying like, what does that mean? Some people like standing up and then I'm like, oh no. Cause now everybody's starting to panic. When people panic, some people go crazy. You know what I mean? Someone was starting to stand up. They're like, sit yeah. down, sir, sit mm-hmm. down, sir. Someone's out. And then the whole like plane's like, sir, you need to sit down. You, sir, you need to sit down. It's like cold yellow, evacuate. Cold yellow on the right side, evacuate. Cold yellow, evacuate. Kiki, we went down the slide. We had to go down the slide on the airplane. I've, like, I've thank God and Warren. Crazy. I think he kind of like nudged a woman to the side. I'm not going to lie. Once that, once that slide went down, Warren pushed <laughs> me out the plane. And I was the first one off on the slide closest to me. Um, and then he was down like right behind me afterwards. And then you just see like pure chaos and confusion to people going, okay, um, someone's like, okay, guys, run to the bush, run to the bush, like to like the woods. Then someone's like, no, 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 there's animals in the bush. Get away from the bush. Get away from the bush. I'm like, oh my goodness. Then oh you hear gosh. someone going, the plane could blow up. It's going to catch fire. It could blow up. It has gas in it. Run this way. I'm like, holy smokes. I'm like, Jesus, please, 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 Lord, help. I don't know. Come to find out the engine on the plane caught on the left side caught fire and um, that's why we had to do an emergency landing thank god that that was Ooh. caught before we were mid-air because look at that map we yeah. were going to be over water for a long long time there was mm-hmm. there wasn't going to be a place for an emergency landing landing mm-hmm. so i literally thank god for just for that happening before we, we went any further into the plane uh, further on in our trip so they end up putting everybody onto into like hotels for the night. Everybody stayed like for free in these hotels. And then everybody's rebooked to go back to the plane the next day. And it was it was funny afterwards because everybody kind of has this common bond on this plane. Like, yeah, we all went through some dramatic stuff together. We're all a team mm-hmm. now, guys. We are all a team <laughs> now. And then you're just hearing everybody telling different yeah. stories of their experience. This one kid was like, yeah, I was in first class. I was already drunk. And I was looking at that engine like something looks different. He was, <laughs> you can see it. Oh, he was shoot, like, yeah, I was looking at the engine, but I was already a little tipsy because I don't like flying. I was like, oh, my goodness. Then you, you hear these other two guys who's like, he's like, yeah, this woman, she went in front of me and she just stared. I push him. I push him down the slide. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> he's like, I push him. I want to go. If I push him. <laughs> just like oh it was oh, like everybody yes. had their own war story <laughs> that they were sharing with everybody of what happened it was insane insane yeah i'm just thankful that wow they they put us on the flights back home everybody yes did get a good old refund yes when we got to the states it was like wicked late at night or in the morning and 
basically the airport was shut, mm-hmm. was like, wasn't open to anybody else, but they had Delta people there giving us food and like these like mm. um, hygiene kits and stuff like that. Cause I know it was really, really early in the morning. They better. Um, yeah. It's like funny, but not funny. I think I mentioned earlier on another episode where it was like the day after the plane went down and it was like the morning of when they were taking us all back to the airplane, the American, the consul, the United States consulate was on our little van. He's like, hi everybody. And mm-hmm. it was this perky, American. I was like, dude, it is hot out here and we are traumatized and you are just too happy. But he was so happy. He's like, hey, everybody, I'm from the United States consulate and I just want to check and see if Kemi is here and Warren is here. Warren's like, that's us. That's us. And it, But it was only because I registered on the, what is it, like the the passport website and I let them know like, oh, we're going to be traveling to Nigeria on this day. So that's what I think I mentioned on a previous episode. It's always good to let to let them know wherever you're traveling, yeah. where you're going to be for the extended amount of time, because God knows whatever's going to happen. Everybody else was like, oh, mm-hmm. why didn't they say my name? Why didn't they say my name? I was like, I was like, that's because I registered, boo. I was like, I was trying to make sure I had everything in line. But it was so funny. We're like, yeah, 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 that's me. That's me. He's like, babe, what was that about? I was like, remember you were like, I don't really know if we should pay to write our names down here. And I was like, I think we should. That was your wife, boo. I got, I got you. I got you. That was us. But, <laughs> I knew what was best. Why Jesus was best. telling something. He was like, get your name written down. Right. But yeah, that yeah. was a crazy, that was my crazy travel experience. If I had to go back and do it all over again, I would. I would. I would. Uh, if I obviously had the same, mm-hmm. you know, conclusion. <laughs> um, right. yeah, it was just such an enriching experience getting to see my family, even though it was like a sad, like mm-hmm. going home thing. But it was great to see my family lean into my culture and be there. So I would totally do it all over again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Crazy. I, mean, I feel like, I, I don't know if you told me, but I remember I saw like on Facebook too. And I was like, what in the world? I did. I you had pictures on there from like y'all getting off the plane and stuff too. Yeah, I did. And it was crazy. actually the morning of Valentine's Day. Because <laughs> I remember like, we were being in the hotel. I was like, I think oh, it's wow. Valentine's Day. I was like, happy Valentine's Day, Warren. I uh, love you to, uh, not to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, that's. Yeah, it's funny because like every yeah. Valentine's Day, Facebook, Facebook will pop that up on my Facebook as a reminder. I'm like, oh Uh-oh. yeah. It's like, this is my thankful for life day. <laughs> so it's a wild one, man. But other than that, we would like to encourage people to still travel. <laughs> still travel. I've traveled so much in my life, um, internationally and domestically. So even for, I've always felt safe traveling on, air, on airlines. I always have. So and for the amount of times I've traveled since birth, I've never had any knock on wood, like any instances except for that one time in Nigeria. So I don't want people mm-hmm. that are scared of flying for that to be a fear that controls you from doing what you want to do. It kind of stinks though, because mm-hmm. where I, my old job at the time, my coworker, Hey Danielle, she is scared of flying. And what ended up happening was that morning she saw the article about the airplane and she was like, what are the odds that would be Kemi? Like we literally had a full on discussion of her, of her, her fear of flying like <laughs> the week before I left. And she was like, that long in the sky? Like, she has a legitimate fear. And then go figure, she finds that 
article. She's like, well, what if that? She's like, nah, what are the odds? And then, and then I obviously text like my boss on WhatsApp <laughs> saying, hey, this is what happened. I'm not going to be in on Friday. And then Jessica comes in. She's like, mm-hmm. yeah, so that was Cammy's play. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. She's probably never going to get on plane. Poor thing, because she had to go ever. to, I think, the Dominican Republic for, I think it was her brother's wedding, too. Oh, so, okay. yeah, she she hustled um, through it, though. She did it. I think she had to get, she went to her doctor for some help. But, <laughs> yeah, but she did it. Yeah. Did mm-hmm. it. So, yeah. Um, everybody, I know this was a long, relevant ramble, but, yeah. you know, just wanted to share. It was fun. It was yeah. a fun. kick yeah. out, Kiki? That's- yeah, I feel like that was a fun one. So it yeah, I was like, oh, this is long. But I think I think hopefully people enjoy hearing. I know we share a lot of like tips and stuff like that. Hopefully it was fun to hear our experiences of going abroad and traveling abroad. And yeah, we look we like we enjoy being able to share our own experiences too. Cause it's a great way for you all to get to know us as well a little bit better. So that I think will possibly concluding our international series. But yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you all so much for listening to our episode. Um, please make sure to follow us on social, me- on social media and well, that's Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can listen to podcasts, we are there. And if you feel um, that you want to support or bless the podcast, we are including the our Venmo tag in the show notes. Um, it's also on our website. So if you, yeah, if you feel led, please, we, we appreciate it. We'll just say that. So thank you all for listening and we will see you next time. Bye guys. See you in the next one. Thank you everyone for tuning in and listening to the latest episode of Your Advisors. We'll see you now. Please make sure to follow us on all of our social media pages and check out our website. Take a look at the show notes below. And please make sure to subscribe and share this podcast. Also, show us some love and please leave a five-star review. Catch you next time. See ya.